Welcome to The Fader Interview. I'm Alex Robert Ross, Editorial Director of The Fader. Marie Ulven, a 22-year-old singer-songwriter from Norway, better known as Girl in Red, writes music that sounds as volatile, passionate, and dramatic as the final scene from a great romance film. Her early songs about queer identity, singles like 2017's We Fell In Love In October and 2018's I Wanna Be Your Girlfriend, amassed hundreds of millions of streams. And they turned Ulven into a Gen Z it girl, with the phrase, do you listen to Girl in Red, becoming code for young queer girls to ask other girls if they like girls. In April, Girl in Red released her debut album, If I Could Make It Go Quiet. Ulven retains her diaristic lyricism on the album, refusing to sand down the rough edges of heartbreak or mental health struggles. At the same time, Girl in Red pushes into the future, maximizing each element of her sound, whether it's blinding guitar pop bombast or tender, aching balladry. A few days before the release of the album, the faders Jordan Darville caught up with Ulven to talk about how working on her mental health makes her a better songwriter, what she learned about love from creating If I Could Make It Go Quiet, and the music she's been working on since. So I wanted to, to talk to you a little bit about your dog. I've seen your dog a lot on your TikTok account and on your social media, and I was wondering if getting a dog influenced this album at all. I think it influenced it in the way that it made me happy, like getting a dog has like gradually just made me more and more happy. I think that some and somehow probably has influenced the album because I make much better music when I'm happy. Yeah, I think there's this stereotype, especially when, you know, people are, are listening to albums like yours, which are full of so many intense emotions and focus on a lot of really heartbreaking feelings that in order to create that, that person needs to be sad all the time. And that's just not true. I'm really not about that kind of sad artist living alone in isolation. And because that really, you know, at least as an artist, I want to be happy in my life. And it makes me really sad to think that I can't be happy to create music. And I, I don't think that's true either. I really don't want to be, you know, take part of that narrative of that, you know, it's like a blessing in disguise when artists are depressed and stuff like that. I really don't fuck with that energy. Is that a sort of energy that you have to, to deal with frequently? Because I feel like at least my impression of your fan base is that uh, a lot of them feel seen by your music. I don't know if people think of me like that. I hope they don't. And I, I don't think my uh, my fans or and my listeners also want that for me either. And kind of I know that my fans are really happy when I'm happy. And that just makes me even more happy because that's that's a really good quality to be happy on others behalf. So I really don't I don't think people see me as like a tortured artist, but I know it's like a more of a, you know, an idea. Maybe that's that more people know of. And speaking about fans, I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your uh, relationship with the Internet, because on one hand, you've got this incredible fan base and you've, you've become this this mini icon for for Gen Z. But of course, being on the internet over like for, for long periods of time can have like really serious effects on on mental health. So I was wondering if you've found a balance of that yet or if it's just something you just soldier through. I wouldn't say I figured I figured that out yet, actually. I'm still kind of like trying to find out what what works best for me and, and what's good for me. There's so much stuff out there, but I, I, I'm, I'm trying to like just learn that, okay, I'm an artist now, apparently, like a, at least other people see me as like an artist and people think that I don't see what people say and what people post. So I'm just trying to like come to terms with and tr try to focus on the people around me that know me for who I am and they know that I'm a good person and try to like not care too much about all the other 
bad negative stuff that comes with it. It is really hard, actually, you know, just filtering out all that shit. It's it's a lot. You know, I'm trying to get like away from the noise that's that's on social media, but also still remain connected to my fans. And that's a very, very fine balance. I don't want to feel far away from my fans. And I but I also if I go onto my phone and if I go to my notifications, there's going to be someone tagging me in some weird shit that I probably don't want to see about myself, you know, or I do check my tags and it's just a bunch of love. But you never know. And it's that kind of like, what what am I going to see right now? But it's mostly all love. And it must be especially tough for a musician who writes lyrics like you do. And it, in a way, it feels like almost like a conversation, which, you know, of course, it's it's not. But certain people can can listen to it and, you know, feel like you're talking at them or about them. And like it's a, like it's an invitation to engage with you on that personal level, which I'm sure can be nice sometimes. But other times it can be crossing a, a line. To me, it's kind of like obvious that this isn't like an actual conversation. So, but not everyone does feel that. And some people do cross boundaries, but even people who cross boundaries, I think they all have good intentions. That's like a very Norwegian thing. Like I always think the best of everyone. So yeah, even like when someone showed up at my door once, I was like, oh, like this is kind of weird, but it's also like, I definitely think you just had good intentions, you know? So even even to that girl, like if she's listening to this, I'm like, yo, sorry I didn't hang out with you, but uh, I hope you have a good day. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about the writing and recording process for this album. So I started recording this album in 2019 in my room and on a tour bus and in a hotel room and just literally just all around the world. I just started messing around with ideas and I was like okay I feel like all of these ideas fit in a like a bigger body of work and um, I made a song in January last year called Midnight Love and I was like wow okay this definitely feels like a next step like I definitely feel like I'm going somewhere with this and I just kept making music and then I was like okay I actually have like 11 ideas right now that I'm like very certain I want to have on my album and in February or like early March, I finished this song called Midnight Love with a guy called Matthias Tellez. And uh, I, I think we both kind of like fell in love with each other uh, as friends, obviously. But uh, we decided to like work together throughout that entire year. And uh, I just finished up all those ideas I, I had, you know, been working on for the past year. And um, I was just in Bergen. It was just me and my dog and Matthias and his dog. We both got a dog during the album creation, which was really fun. And uh, I was just driving back and forth from Oslo to Bergen, which is like a, an eight hour drive-ish. And just listening to the music I've been making, going back home, listening even more, writing notes, writing lyrics, going back to the studio, recording those lyrics and kind of, yeah, working very much like back and forth like that. So yeah, it took a whole year, but I, I made it. I'm happy I got there in the end. For this album, were you writing your songs uh, in the same places as your earlier stuff? A lot of my early stuff I wrote in my, I guess, my hometown, in like my my mother's house. And then like some things I wrote in my apartment here and also, but the majority I majority of this record I, I wrote in my uh, apartment here and also. And also uh, in obviously in Bergen, but I did actually start serotonin in my hometown. So maybe like, I honestly, I make so much good music when I visit my mom. So I need to go there more often and just bring my laptop and just get cracking uh, like at the kitchen table because it's really, 
I, I do be making some bops there. Were there any songs that were particularly difficult for you to write for any reason? Uh, Apartment 402 was kind of hard to write. There's a place with no hide Touched by grass Quiet as fight Emptied my heart Laid down my cards Played my best part Wanting a new start All of my fears combined Taught me to That's one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah, it is. Okay, I just I, you can't see it, but I'm smiling uh, because I I love that song too. It it, it took um, a lot for me to get there to to make that, but I'm I'm so happy that how it ended up sounding. Like I've been listening to that song on repeat today as well. I, it's definitely one of my favorites. Like obviously I can't really pick one, but it's one that I've been gravitating towards a lot lately. But yeah, every song has been hard writing at some point during the song process or like, you know what I mean? Like it hasn't been just like going swiftly uh, with every song all the time. It's always at some point you kind of get that, that writer's block with the song and you're kind of like, ah, oh, damn it, I'm stuck. But uh, I've been able to get through those uh, write, writing blocks. Do you have any um, like go-to methods for getting over writer's block or is it just as simple as just keep writing? Yeah, it's kind of just like, get over yourself, Marie. Like, just, you have to do this. You got to finish this song. I think now that I'm kind of working more project-based and kind of more like goal-based, now that I'm kind of like, okay, I'm actually going to turn this into career and I need to get shit done. I'm definitely more like, okay, hard on myself that I just like, I'm, I'm not going to wallow in a writer, like in a writer's block. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh my God, I can't write because... The only thing that's telling me I can't write is myself and I just got to get over it. How has that transition been for you from, you know, being an artist that can create, you know, pretty much on their own terms to somebody with a, with a team and, and a schedule and a rollout? It's been a little bit all over the place. It's you kind of learn a lot along the way. And uh, you'd think that I knew everything that was happening right now and that everything was rolling out perfectly, but it's it's not. And things are always kind of getting messed up and things are getting postponed and pushed around all the time. So you can't get used to one thing really because it's always changing. But it's it's kind of like, I've at least when it comes to like building a team and stuff, I've, I've started working with AWOL instead of like, maybe someone else who would have had a lot bigger say in my creative process and stuff. So I'm definitely picking people that will just kind of let me make what I want to make and and keep all my rights and and stuff. Has the more frantic pace inspired you at all to try new sounds? Because on this album, it definitely feels like you're branching out into new sonic territory. I, I think that's just because like I've been making music that people haven't really been hearing for the past year and a half. And I think it's this is just where I am right now or where I was at least last year. I'm a I'm in a different place now, you know. So I think that's just like my musical uh, progress, really. That's why things are kind of sounding like I'm going into different sonically music sounds. I don't even know what it's called, but because I'm I'm just trying out new stuff and doing what excites me. Is there anything when you write music, is there anything in your in your life that's totally off limits, you know, without getting into specifics, obviously. Not really yet. Things haven't really been off limits because I've never, never really felt like somebody's going to get 
like nothing bad could ever happen for me being brutally honest in a track or even like not even being honest about my life, but just writing a story that's really honest, like objectively, you know, I never like thought that anything negative can, could come out of that. But, you know, uh, now that more people are listening, I feel like I'm, I'm scared I'm going to start censoring myself. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm scared of that. But I really don't want to, like, I don't want to start censoring myself and I don't want to censor how I feel and what I want to write because that's really boring. Nobody loves a censored nude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just not interesting. I, I really hope that I, I can keep that level of honesty with myself and my audience. For a lot of the songs across this album, um, it explores love from many different angles. Did making the album teach you anything about love, how you love, how you approach love? I, I think it definitely made me sort of, I'm, I'm a lot more aware of like my own role in a relationship now. And kind of that might just be a result of like growing up and kind of like not thinking that everything bad that happens to you is like it's someone else like and putting the blame on others, which is not something I do and not something I want to do. But, you know, sometimes people have the tendency to not look within before they start judging others. I'm really looking at myself on a few of these songs. And kind of that's also what I've just like been doing so much this past year is just like looking in at myself and just like being like, wait, what what did I do here? And like, what what could I have said differently here? And how can I make it up to this person? Or how can I let this person know what I feel? And kind of just being like, thinking a lot more about communication, which is so key in, in all of our relationships, really. So I feel like that's something I've sort of been thinking about this past year when it comes to love and just like, yeah. Are you a person who communicates better through their art than in conversation? I would say so, because I don't know, it's, it, it's definitely easier writing into like writing a song. Writing a song is like talking to yourself, really. As long as you're okay with saying it to yourself, it's it's not that hard to put it out on paper either or like into your notes. It's definitely easier for me to write songs instead of communicating in real life. I'm aware of that and that's something I wanna get better at. I wanna be like, hey, you know what? What you said there, that actually made me feel really shitty instead of going home and being left with a weird feeling and then writing about it three months later, you know? And sort of on that tip, has keeping a diary helped you as a musician? Yes, I would say so. It wasn't necessarily like about a feeling, but I read a diary entry from like 2014 the other day. Uh, and I kind of go back to it sometimes where I'm like, I want to be making, like I was like 15, 16, whatever. Like I want to make music. I haven't been making any music recently. I feel like I've lost like my ability. And I was like, oh my God, this is like 15 year old, like 16 year old Marie saying this shit I'm feeling right now. And I was like, so even though like it, it has it wasn't anything related to like, a love entry or anything like that. It, but it was just really great to see that. I was struggling with feeling like I'm never gonna write a good song again at that age. And then I've written like, you know, several albums worth of music. 
after that and that it's going to be okay and that I, I just got to keep making stuff. So in a way, I would say a diary entry has actually helped me as a musician. When you look back at the music that you've released under your birth name, what are some of the key differences that you hear in it uh, between that work and your work as Girl in Red? I would say like the key difference is that this music really sounds like what I want it to sound like. And this music is straight out from my head and not someone else's. Like the music that was under my real name, I didn't know what producing was at that point. Like even when I was in the studio with the studio guy, I didn't know that his role was a producer. And like, I didn't know that word. And I, I was just like, yeah, you glued the song together. Like I was so beyond a rabbit hole of like not knowing anything. I, I would just say that, you know, the biggest difference is that this is truly like how I want my music to sound. And it's coming from me because I'm a producer now and I, I have abilities that I didn't have. I feel like that's like the biggest difference. Other than the fact that it's Norwegian and really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so have you listened to some of your older Girl in Red songs recently? And if so, how do you feel about them now that you're going to release your first album? I have. I actually checked out a, f uh, like some f a few ones very briefly, but I still love them. But I'm also like, whoa, this sounds different. Like I've gotten so much better. And that really, so I'm, I'm actually like, I get this like really cool boost when I listen to them because I'm like, I've just been working so hard to get better and I, I'm getting better. And that's really inspiring. Even though sometimes like I, I kind of lose that. Like I kind of lose track of that. Like I'm actually, pro I'm actually progressing. Like I'm actually getting better. And uh, like, I listened to my old stuff and I was like, yo, this sounds like mud. Like this sounds like, like, I love this, but it also sounds like the mix is so off. Like the, the bass tone is like literally a, a, like it's, it's the wrong key. Like it, it's, it's dissonance. It's, but, but it's so raw and it's so like straight from my heart. So it, it's still, it's still, you can still feel how much I meant everything. And I just think that's really cool. I also read that you really like film scores. And of course, the final track on your album is, you know, this beautiful instrumental piece. I was wondering if you had any favorite film scores and uh, what kinds of movies you would like to score. Mm, thank you, by the way. I also kind of feel like that as a look at that as a film score. And I think it, it sounds really peaceful. I don't like trying to like I don't really have like a favorite film score that comes to mind. But I always know when I really I always really appreciate it. But I'm not like a film score geek. But um, I want to score a movie maybe at some point in my life. Maybe, maybe not all by myself, but with someone. I feel like that would be great. Like to be in a studio with someone and kind of compose something together for a movie would be so cool. I don't even know what movie, but probably be like some indie movie that's like shot on film that just feels really like a movie that, that would be really important to me as a teenager. I want to, I want to score one of those movies so that, so that I can have something to say in like a young person's adolescence and and like make the soundtrack to a movie that changed their life that would be really cool
So have you started thinking at all about how you want your next record to sound? Yes, actually I have. And I'm kind of in the middle of making that right now and figuring that out. Yes, I got to be productive. I have like the weird opportunity now to not go on tour, but then to make more music. I kind of want to make the most out of that opportunity. I want to get cracking. I'm going to the studio uh, very soon in like three weeks. I'm going back to the studio and I'm going to be working on an idea that I've been pr producing and writing on. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely trying to figure out what I want my second album to sound like. Was writing an album like something that you always wanted to do from when you started playing music? Because for a while, at least as Girl in Red, it seemed like you were content to just put out singles and EPs. Yeah, like that is something I've always wanted. I saw this TikTok the other day that showed you how you, how you could read your old Instagram bios. So I went to my one of my like first Instagrams and I was like in my bio, it was like 16 and then like music emoji. And then like, I'm making an album music emoji. So like when I was 16 years old, that's six years ago since I was 16. And I was like already then I was like, I'm making an album. Obviously I wasn't cause I did not know what it took at that point. I was just like, I'm making many songs that is equals making album, which is not the same. But I think in some ways that is something I've always wanted to do. I just think that the reason I was putting out so many songs was because I was kind of like, I had figured out that I could make songs and produce songs. And that was like such a big wow moment for me. So I wanted to sort of explore that a little bit before I wanted and sort of learn what it meant for me as like a musician and kind of who am I as a musician and like what, what role do I have? So I wanted to really take that time to figure it out. And I feel like if I would have made an album earlier, it wouldn't be, if I could make it go quiet, it would, it would be something completely different and it would be rushed. And I also don't want to rush music. I think that's a good point to, to talk a little about, about the uh, album title, uh, if I could make it go quiet. What is that? album title mean to you in the context of the record? In the context of the record, it means that there's so much shit going on in my head and I want to make it all go away, kind of. Like, it's all about like the mental noise that's so loud and it takes up all your mind space and it sort of sits in your chest and it's all over, it's everywhere. And it's that loud feeling of like wanting to make it all sort of go away and wanting to make it go quiet and wanting to just be happy and in a quiet place kind of it's like it's a metaphor so the quiet like the noise is like everything that's like not okay kind of and that the world is a lot so yeah i just wanted to lower that shit you know and does making music help you do that ironically yes making music makes me really happy and it allows me to have a lot of other noise in my head instead of all the, my thoughts that are incredibly annoying sometimes so yeah, I would definitely say that making music makes other stuff go quiet. I've also read in a, a couple of interviews um, from you that world domination is, is the end goal. So in your mind, how has the world changed after Girl in Red has dominated it? Oh, that's a good question. Oh my God, I honestly don't even know. I should know this. I would just say that a lot of people are happy. People are being filled with great music. That, that is world domination. People are listening to music and they are connecting through music. I feel like that would be awesome. Okay, great. I think we'll leave it there. Thanks for joining us, Girl in Red. Thank you for talking to me. I hope you have a good day. 
That was Girl in Red in conversation with The Faders' Jordan Darville. Girl in Red's debut album, If I Could Make It Go Quiet, is out now via AWOL and Weld in Red. Our engineer is Tony Giambroni, and our associate producer is Salvatore Mackey. We'd like to thank Lauten Audio for providing our microphones. You can find them at lautenaudio.com. And we'd like to thank James Ivey for providing our intro music. Remember to follow the Fader interview wherever you listen to podcasts and keep an eye on thefader.com for essential music news, interviews, and essays. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Fader interview. Goodbye until then. <laughs>